the Plotcast podcast with the Potty Plotters. Hello and welcome back to the Potty Plotters Plotcast podcast. This is episode 40 and I'm Julia. And I'm Elaine. Hello Elaine. Hello. I'm still here. <laughs> well done. So... We're here. How do people get in contact with us? <laughs> we are available. They haven't got to look far, have they, actually? Anybody who's looking for us. If you look us up on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Potty Plotters, TikTok at The Potty Plotters, email us naughtycorner at pottyplotters.uk or check out our website, pottyplotters.uk. I just thought I'd say that. That was quite good. Well done. Do you want mistakes in that one? No, no. For a change. The Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters. So what we've been up to this week? Uh, Well, this week... um, We've we've had a massive erection, haven't we? We blooming have. And I tell you what, it is worth every penny. If you can get a big one, have one. Fantastic, Julia. Can I applaud you and Kev Pot too, actually? Thank you. Who for, knew that uh, we were the dream team? Well, who did and who does? Yeah. No T-shirts. Still. No, we need some. Well, I think we could get it done, but a polytunnel is what we're talking about. Yeah. A massive polytunnel. 30 yeah. foot by? 16 foot. Yeah, not that we measured it every, every inch, Kevin. No, no. But we did, repeatedly. But, Julia, what is the difference between a polytunnel and a greenhouse? Now, I don't mean glass, I don't mean plastic. Growing in either or. Right. Well, first of all, for... For your money, value for money, a polytunnel is probably better per square metre, unless you're going to get a really cheap or someone's going to donate you a greenhouse. But you're going to have to have a fairly massive polytunnel. I know on the market you'll see a lot of these small green plastic polytunnels. Um, I'm not a huge fan of them, and I'll tell you why. We've seen that many fly around the allotment, haven't we? That you know, and they don't last as long as the uh, proper ones and I just think save your money up and wait and get a proper one rather than going for the the green ones just because I've seen too much disappointment in them really yeah good point and also the green is dark yeah so if you can get a clear plastic one and do that that is much better isn't it yeah yeah so but in terms of growing well I think of it as an all year round growing space so I've got um, a 14 by 24 on my plot I've had a polytunnel now for the last 11 years Years. and once you have one you just don't want to go back that's all I'm going to say because you've got all that growing space inside but it also extends the growing season by at least six weeks either end so I can be planting my tomatoes much earlier in there than you would but also I can go on much later in the season and I can be growing things over winter and it's much more protected so although the temperatures do get down quite low and it does get down quite low on this site because of course we have that high water table and therefore we are prone to the ground frost you know it just gives you that option to grow much much later I'd say that and you do get a lot more I think uh, vegetables and flowers as well out of yours compared to my greenhouse because as soon as my tomatoes are finished I don't use it over the winter I just literally wash it which we'll be doing in the next couple of weeks wash it all disinfect it and then leave it until the following spring yeah so yeah far more productive so maybe people need to be thinking about that in the future I think you know it's definitely um not all sites will allow it and um, the site where we're putting up the Derby County one they that is purely um, polytunnels because that is on quite a side of a hill and it you know they don't allow glass greenhouses because of the amount that obviously shatter up there um, but 
not all sites do allow them but i think they are worthwhile having and it does give you that that option and i think for an allotment site it means that people are on the site much more year round so hopefully that will deter anybody who wants to break in or everything because there's more activities on site don't know what goes on in your polytunnel but we'll leave it well all i'm thinking is i mean we did have a holiday in there once and also i mean as a business opportunity i'm just thinking you could set yourself up one of them hot yoga things in there because once the heat gets up in that polytunnel i'm telling you elaine you know what it's like when we're doing the teaching in the community polytunnel gets really warm well no need for electricity there just a hot polytunnel and sweat it all out Contact the Potty Plotters anytime on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Potty Plotters or email naughtycorner at pottyplotters.uk. So this week we are talking about clearing the plots. It's that time of year where everything needs to be moving. But when you think about it, Julia, why do we bother clearing them? Why don't we just leave everything and then start again in spring well the problem is that if you leave it first of all it goes all mushy and it gives all of things like slugs and everything a habitat to repopulate themselves so i like to clear it out and i like to remove all the debris because you don't want to be uh, transferring any viruses or diseases so but it's also very cathartic isn't it elaine if i said yes i'm not really sure it's the word isn't it (laughs) that's that's the word cathartic yes it is actually because it makes you feel good when you've had a big spring clean all over your plot and then you're ready to hit it again in spring yeah 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 that does make sense the main thing for me as well is as you said getting rid of all the slugs and all the rest of it because they do have a nasty habit of hiding in different places but um we at this time of year so late autumn we could actually be planting different things such as broad beans and overwintering onions yep. now i don't do overwinter onions and neither do you no no we've again we've not had great success on this site because of the high water table so it's not something that we particularly bother with garlic we do um, but we're very picky about where we plant them because of the conditions down here but i think it is important to to clear your plot it gives you that fresh start and we we are not going to be planting the same things in the same space next year so it also gives you a chance for some people who who are digging their plot to be able to dig the plot over so clear everything out dig the plot over incorporate the manure if you've got it or any um, fertilizers that you want to incorporate or as I do with the no dig plot I just top up the plots so I clear everything out and then top it up with the new compost so you know there's lots of good reasons for clearing your plot. And definitely when it comes to um, clearing, as you say, it could be now the time to start your overwinter onions. Yeah. So tell us about your overwinter onions then, Julia, because I've had nothing but success except not in winter. I like to incorporate loads and loads of sand and unless you've got loads of sand on this plot, I wouldn't actually bother because all it turns into is a quagmire. Yeah. Yeah, so overwinter onions. The ones that I've done, I've set them as seeds. I've not done them as um, sets. I've not bought overwinter sets. I just set my seeds earlier in the season uh, rather than growing them from sets because, as we say, there is a problem on this site in setting them as overwinter. 
so leave them unless you actually want to get an early start and that you've got good uh, drainage but yeah. don't forget that onions do like a sandy bed I don't personally. No, it's a bit itchy, isn't it? Yeah, it really hurts sometimes, don't it? So don't do that. No. Hints and tips for shortcuts to success. The Potty Plotters Plotcast. So we've talked a lot in the past about uh, muck and, of course, Bill the Muck Man, who comes to visit us on a frequent basis. But I'm thinking about not everybody has got a Bill who's in the background. Yeah. What about pellets and powders and all the rest of it? So there are fertilisers that you can buy in boxes and yeah. also you can buy chicken pellets and so forth. Have you ever had any success with those? Yeah, I have. Um, I mean, I've not used the chicken pellets. I know you use the chicken pellets and that's really good because, you know, they're not bulky. They're already dried out and, and, you know, they are slow release into the ground. Perhaps you can talk about them. But what I've used in the past is uh, Grow Organic, which is a very concentrated uh, compost that you buy as a bag and you can either scatter it just on the top of your plot or you can use it in concentration on different plants and I found that really um, that works as a fertiliser I mean we use the muck and everything to bulk up the uh, ground as well and, and add drainage and, and improve the structure of the soil but if you, all you want to do is add fertility then the grow organic has been fantastic it does stink though doesn't it, it does stink yeah it does but it's easy to manage especially if you've got a site where you can't get any um, yeah. cars or anything on it's yeah. it's nice and easy to use but uh, yeah and, and you can use it as a compost accelerant and all kinds of things so it it is worth it and I do use chicken pellets and I use them all year round so that I use um, the main bulk of the horse muck at the end of the year and again at the start of the year but then in between things like strawberries and um, beans as well I give them a smattering every now and again of the pellets which does seem to boost them that's all but at this time of year Julia there are bargains to be had because garden centres are moving them out in order to make room for things for Christmas so get in there and get the pellets stored yeah but if you're looking for a fertilizer you're looking for something that's like a general fertilizer aren't you looking for the i think it's called nkp is it the you made those up no (laughs) they're the things that you look for you're looking for a balance of the nkp in there so you're not looking for it to do anything specifically just give a general feed and a slow release feed the plotcast podcast with the potty plotters Christmas. That's. I mean, I know that we've talked about it because the taters have all gone awire, and we're going to Thanks end up with a sandwich. Yeah. yeah, I just thought I'd mention it mm. once again. But Julia, I just wanted a quick word about what not to buy. Now, ironically, I was talking on site about this the other day, and um, and actually, it was Kev Plot who was saying how every year his sister buys <laughs> him or his his lad uh, things that don't fit. Oh, right. Which invariably well, that's because he's putting on a bit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no. So what I'm going to say is that sometimes it's better to buy vouchers for people so that they can get what they want for themselves and yeah. at the right size. But when they say that gloves, um, invariably it says things like one size fits all, and they don't. I mean, no. look at the size of oh, my no. hand to yours. <laughs> Massive difference. Yeah. How is it ever going to fit? How is a pair of gloves going to fit me? 
and you as well. Yeah, I mean, I've had people buy me medium gloves and they don't fit. They're still too big. They're too long on the fingers. Are you on mittens? I'm almost on children's. <laughs> the only problem with children's is, although they're long enough in the finger, they're not big enough in the palm. So I have to go for the small or extra small if anyone wants to buy me any. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, it is very individualised, so I wouldn't buy anybody anything like that. But I'd, if, I think if I was recommending something to somebody to buy, a good pair of secateurs is a yeah. is an investment, really. But yeah. not like your cheap set. You want something that you yeah. can sharpen, don't you? Definitely. And the other thing is that my sister's left-handed. Oh, right. Christine, yeah. And um, did you know that there are such things as left-handed secateurs, left-handed scissors, left-handed shears there are all these kind of things that people don't realize but it is true and she loves things that are specific for her now then it's only when you're not left-handed that mm. you realize how difficult it is as a left-handed person to work with things that are not made for you so think about who you're going to be buying for work out whether or not it's a gadget that's a gadget too far there are people in our lives that love gadgets and there is me and you yeah we struggle with it yeah. never mind a gadget and how long is it going to last for ask us instead of buying for us it makes more sense yeah oh here's an idea Go drop Ke- drop kev hints about what you want then he passes it on to your husband and he buys it yeah yeah he does that, that works time, well yeah. didn't it but i'm not sure i wanted a hedge cutter but thanks <laughs> ever so much it will come in handy i'm sure soon whenever kev needs to borrow it strange old world isn't it Hints and tips for shortcuts to success. The Potty Plotters Podcast. Well, if anyone would like to sponsor this podcast for the future, please do get in contact. I mean, we can do anything. We can demonstrate anything. You know, we can build a greenhouse. We can build polytunnels. Anybody who wants to sponsor us, we can do pumps and, you know, we'll give it a go. Pumps? We can do pumps. What are you talking <laughs> about? Like pumps on I've your feet. Got visions pumps, of pumps. pumps that you get your water out. Oh of. right, yeah, okay, yeah. We then, can sponsor. Right. You know, they That's... can sponsor us. We can demo it, can't oh, we? Yeah. We can do most things, can't yeah. we? Given the time. Yeah, we'll Sis- give it a go. We'll give <laughs> power tools. We can, you know, if a power yeah. tool person wants to sponsor us, we can do them. That's not a bad thing. Yeah, perhaps uh, we should just stick with seeds and things. Flowers like that. and flowers. yeah, no. yeah. All right. Elaine, I want to talk to you about setting seeds now for flowers for next year. And it is strange, isn't it? Because invariably, because we're clearing everything, sorting everything out, we don't start to look at what to start to grow for next year with uh, flowers. But yeah, what are you growing? Well, I've just set some Astrantia seeds because we've gone a bit Astrantia mad this year. We fell in love with them and we've gone a bit Astrantia mad. So what I did was I put them in the fridge for a week and then I fetched them out and planted them. And I've done that because apparently that makes them think that they've had a winter and then they need to grow and they'll get growing the seeds will get growing and i'll be able to get them going as plants and get them established so if we get a cold spell yeah will they think that there's just two lots of winters no because they'll be protected in the greenhouse oh right all right yeah okay yeah okay so you've planted them up yeah and you've planted them in a seed tray uh, yes, I have. And I'll tell you what else I've planted. And I'm going back to Keith. I don't know if you remember way, way, way back when we started this. That's a long time ago now. It feels yeah. like it. Gareth will confirm with that. <laughs> um, but we spoke to Keith and he told us that we should be doing our sweet peas now. 
I do remember that. And he said that he always starts his round at the end of October. Yes. And we said, well, we'll have a go. So are we going to have a go? I have had a go and I planted oh, them word. this week. Well, you've not been here. I've been very busy, Elaine. Okay. So I uh, planted some sweet peas and I'm going to give them a go. As well as our normal method, I am going to have a go with that method. But it's a great time of year. I know we're clearing plots and everything. But if you look behind you at my oh, cold yeah. frame... Everything that you see okay. in front of you, yeah. I've either taken cuttings from, which yeah. was a little bit earlier, but also as I've gone around clearing the beds, I've noticed that lots of the um, perennial flowers have started to set seed elsewhere on the plot and little plants are growing. So all I've done is gone round and dug them up while they're still very, very tiny. And then I've popped them into some fresh compost and already they've taken root and plants are getting established. So what will happen is over the winter, months they'll grow i'll be able to pop them on into bigger plant pots and by next spring i'll have some really big healthy plants to get going with that's incredible actually because it's like a mini garden center down here isn't it thank you very much yeah but i just think it's a great way yeah. of kind of increasing your uh, stock that you've got so some of it will go on the allotment where it had set i didn't want them set in anyway so they'd have just been hoofed out and i shall place them where i want to place them also some of them will come home with me and i'll plant them there and we can use them on other plots and share them with friends so it is a great way of doing it but you can be planting lots of seeds now for next year for your flowers so i need to finish off getting my tomatoes out and then start all over again with yeah, seeds because we're going mad on flowers next we year are, yeah i love them the plotcast podcast with the potty plotters well thanks for listening and um perhaps we'd better get on and do something now because it is nice today well i've noticed that people are queuing now and i thought perhaps they were looking for a cuppa of some mm. sort or other julia yeah i'm just saying yeah. that's yeah. all yeah and uh, but hopefully we'll be back next week and uh, let's see because i want to talk about figs do you i do Yes, now we've never spoken about figs before, Julia. No. I think now is the time for us to do it. Okay. Not just fig leaves. I'm not talking about fig leaves no, and what no. happens with them. No, it's about figs. Okay. Gareth don't like them either, does no, it? No, no. No, because it could be a dried fruit or it doesn't look very nice. I like figs. I love them. Do you remember fig biscuits? Oh, <gasps> yeah. Figgenet, where's that come from? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they used to keep you busy, didn't they? The Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters is an Amberland Media Production.